Hey everybody, welcome back to the Here to See channel. Got another here journal for you, Acts chapter 13. Acts of the Apostles, the history of the early church. Here to see, we focus on sharing pearls of wisdom, nuggets of knowledge, understanding the difficult, and instructions for a better life. We're reading a chapter of Acts each day. Today, Acts chapter 13, with a hear journal. This is a journaling method that many find edifying to their personal relationship with the Lord. So check out replicate.org to learn about hear journaling. So now let's listen and read the chapter and then for the hear journal. Chapter 13. Barnabas and Saul are commissioned. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manan, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. Paul's First Missionary Journey So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, and enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Paul preaches in Antioch of Pisidia. Paul and his companions then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Perga. There John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. But Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. On the Sabbath they went to the synagogue for the services. After the usual readings from the books of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. So Paul stood, lifted his hand to quiet them, and started speaking. Men of Israel, he said, and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. The God of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors and made them multiply and grow strong during their stay in Egypt. Then, with a powerful arm, he led them out of their slavery 
He put up with them through forty years of wandering in the wilderness. Then he destroyed seven nations in Canaan and gave their land to Israel as an inheritance. All this took about four hundred and fifty years. After that, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for forty years. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, "I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do." And it is one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised Savior of Israel. Before he came, John the Baptist preached that all the people of Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized. As John was finishing his ministry, he asked, "Do you think I am the Messiah? No, I am not. But he is coming soon, and I am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the sandals on his feet." Brothers, you sons of Abraham, and also you God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to us. The people in Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus as the one the prophets had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him, and in doing this, they fulfilled the prophets' words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. When they had done all that the prophecies said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and over a period of many days he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel. And now we are here to bring you this good news. The promise was made to our ancestors, and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. This is what the second Psalm says about Jesus: "You are my son; today I have become your father." For God had promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. He said, "I will give you the sacred blessings I promised to David." Another Psalm explains it more fully. You will not allow your holy one to rot in the grave. This is not a reference to David, for after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else, someone whom God raised and whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen. We are here to proclaim that through this man Jesus there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is declared right with God, something the law of Moses could never do. Be careful! Don't let the prophet's words apply to you, for they said, "Look, you mockers! Be amazed and die, for I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it." As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. Paul turns to the Gentiles. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous, so they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said.
Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message, and all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and the leaders of the city, and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers were filled with joy, and with the Holy Spirit. Alright, Acts chapter 13. Now, for the here journal, you'll find this fascinating, I think. Acts chapter 13, New Living Translation, verse 44. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous. So they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthily of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. That was Isaiah 49, 6. Verse 48, when the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for this, for his message. And all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and leaders of the city, and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust off their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Now the explanation. God has had his plan since the foundation of the world. The Jewish leadership rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ, so the gospel was preached and received by Gentiles. Verse 40 says, All who were chosen for eternal life became believers. This is also referenced in Romans 8.30, the New Living Translation. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. And the King James says, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, then he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. So the application. We must yield to the gospel of Jesus Christ 
and not follow the way to destruction of the Jewish leadership. We were chosen before the foundation of the world to make the choice to follow him as seen in the Gospel of John. John 3.16 that for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. You are chosen by him, so choose him today and don't ever let go. My response, thank you Lord for choosing me and I thank you for choosing you. I strive to follow you obediently and faithfully always. Oh, now you try it. Try some here journaling. God loves you so much, He really wants to talk to you. Just sit down with the Word of God and write down what He tells you. Don't be discouraged. He is not going to let you down. He really, really won't. And comment below. What do you think about Acts chapter 13? What do you think about these, these thoughts? And if you don't know Jesus as Savior, read Gospel of John chapter 3 to receive forgiveness and talk to God about it, about anything. He loves you. He truly, truly does. Keep seeking Him, and I'll see you in chapter 14.